Well, welcome back to the Happy Hippie Podcast. I am back. We took a little week break, but here we are. My name is Amanda McCormack. I am the host of the show. This podcast aims to explore all the areas in life that contribute to bringing us greater happiness. So we take different deep dives into wellness topics, different products, methods, and mindsets that help you feel better mentally, physically, and spiritually. If you are new here, I am a registered yoga teacher, a certified personal trainer, a certified nutrition coach, and a women's health coach. So I have a lot of credentials in those areas. I originally went to school to write comedy shows and I ended up getting my MBA. That route was not for me. So besides the fact that I have credentials and all of this like fun health stuff, I also went through a journey where I found what actually brings me happiness in life and I travel a lot. I've spoken to so many other people. I've learned their walks of life. I just love talking to people and finding out their takeaways. Like when I talk to people, I want to know their takeaways in life. So this show is accumulation of the path I've walked and the path other people have walked. And I'm just sharing that to you so that you can increase the happiness in your life and find what really lights you up. This week's episode is another science-backed episode. So it's talking about dopamine and how we can naturally increase that into our lives. So I'll explain a little bit about what dopamine is, how we usually get dopamine and why some of us are depleted with it or getting it from very unnatural sources and how you can incorporate more natural ways to increase it in your life. And I'll talk about what dopamine is. I don't want to dive too deep into it. I want to do a little catch up like one minute maybe of just where I've been and all that jazz. So I just got back from Greece. I went back to Greece to do a basically a yoga retreat. It was more of a retreat about embodiment. It was really cool, really interesting. Met a bunch of cool people. So shout out if you guys are listening. Um, I don't know. I just, one thing I love about travel is purposeful travel where I travel and I one throw myself into a group of people I don't know. It's the most uncomfortable thing, but then it's not. It's actually the most healing thing. And every time I do some sort of travel where I'm living in a community or living in a group, I always get something out of it. I was doing a journal entry about it the other day and it's just so cool to see like what I can take away from it and the ways it really changes my changed my life. This trip was so inspiring. Um, especially the last bit. I don't know why it was like the funnest day. It was one of those things that like makes you feel like you're living in a movie. Like, is this real life? And I just was waiting at the gate to get on my flight back home. And I've never, I just felt so inspired, so full of life, so fun. And it's cool that people can do that to you. Like when you're with a really good group of people, when you're with people that I didn't even know these people a week before. And it just felt so good. Like, oh, I did have my one, my one good friend with me the entire time. Shout out to Katrina. Um, she was with me and then we met other people and it's just cool when somebody is that awesome. Like that group of them are so cool that like you have similar interests at them and like it fills your cup. I don't really know. I just, I'm smiling thinking about it, but it was a great trip. Um, it was, I thought it was more of a relaxing trip. That's why I went because I was like, I finally need to do something that's not like a work trade. I feel like the last few trips I've done, I did my yoga teacher training. I've done work trades. I was just doing work. And yes, I had time off. And I do believe that like work trades are a great way to see places and the easiest and probably the most affordable way to see places for a very long amount of time. I probably won't change that. I'll still do those. But I was like, let's do a trip where I'm actually one doing something purposeful. So I was doing like yoga embodiment and meeting new people. Like I was still having that aspect of it, but I wasn't like cleaning up poop or something like but I was doing it in the farm work and all the other things I've done so it was really cool to just like sit down and like have a trip where there was a focus but I also like didn't have that pressure where I had to be doing work or I had limited time off you know so that's the main reason I went on this trip and it ended up being a lot more go 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 than I thought it was going to be but it was so cool because sometimes it's cool to have somebody or people relying on you to go do something because it makes you do it. Like otherwise I truly probably would have slept because I was still adjusting to the time difference. And this was one of the shorter 
term travel trips I've done. I was only there for a few days. So I wasn't there for like, usually I do like month or more stays. And I do it in a way where I'm like working for the economy or helping in exchange for like a volunteer trade. But this time was just personal retreat with a group of people I've never met. And it was so fun and just so rejuvenating. And I felt so, so inspired when I came home from the trip. The last day of the trip was just a crazy, um, I don't know, was it like law of attraction type story where the retreat ended and we were five hours away from Athens and Athens was where we're flying home out of, you know, like the main airport. So we had two of the other people on the retreat and then me and my friend Katrina and we ended up, well, one of them ended up renting a car that we chipped in for and we ended up, but we only figured this out like the day of, like the entire retreat, we were just like, ah, it's going to work out. And I don't know. It was just fun to like go with the flow with things. Ended up getting that car. We ended up driving all the way to Athens. None of the three of them booked a place to stay. I booked one place. It was like an apartment complex, um, hotel kind of vibe. So I booked a room for myself. And then one of my friends had an early morning flight the next morning and she wanted us to drop her at the airport. And it was just so cool because like the other three of us were like, no way we're going to drop you at the airport for 12 hours. So we ended up pulling an all-nighter in Athens, which was insane. (laughs) We were up at like this rooftop bar and then we were all like in my new room that I had and had a big king bed and the four of us were just like laying there and we were up for like hours talking and it was just like so fun. And then we drove her to the airport. Then three of us came back and we crashed for like, oh my God, it might've been like four hours, I think. And then I was leaving the next day. So we squeezed in like running around in Athens in the morning (laughs) on four hours of sleep. And then I immediately got on the plane and we like left. Well, I left. Um, And then everybody kind of went their separate ways. But it was just so fun. Like the idea of just like not knowing what we're doing. We did like a whole cross country trip. We were like running around the city at night and like in this room, just like, and you know, when you're like so tired, it felt like I was at a sleepover when I was like 10 because we were just talking and like, it was just nonsense coming out of everybody's mouth. Most of the times it was just like sounds, like nobody was actually talking. Um, I just thought this, it was really fun. And it just like, I got to the airport and I just felt so good. Like I was like, this is crazy. Like I'm on such little sleep. Like I should probably be a mess right now, but like, I'm just so fired up from like being around people like that. So that's one of those experiences that if it inspires you to travel or go on a retreat, this was truly my first like retreat where I wasn't working for the retreat. Like I was on my own retreat. And again, like I knew my friend Katrina, but I didn't know anybody else. And we all were able to like connect and like make memories together. And it's always fun. So this is your sign if you're listening and you want to book a retreat or you want to book a work trade for like a week or two to try it just to do it because it's always worth it. And I remember thinking the night before that last night, um, in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I don't know if I could do an all-nighter. Like, what if I just go to bed? Like, what if I just... And I'm glad I didn't because I have, like, hours of memories that, like, I would not have had if I made that decision. It just made me feel alive. I felt like I was, like, a 14-year-old at a sleepover with a bunch of, like, random people. It was so fun. Um, that I, I'm not even really talking about the rest of the trip. We can talk about it maybe another time, but I just wanted to catch up. That was, like, my highlight. Um, it was a beautiful trip. It was to Lafcada, which is in, like, the West Coast of Greece. I will always be back to Greece, I think. I originally did my yoga teacher training there. Then I backpacked by myself after my yoga teacher training. And then I went back for this retreat. And I feel like I will continually go to Greece because it's a place of beauty within the people, beauty within the land and the experience. And on top of it, I never see it all. Like I've I've been there for weeks at on end so far and I haven't been able to see everything. So there's always reasons to go back. There's always beautiful people that you're going to meet there as well. So... I love Greece. It's a big spot in my heart for Greece. Um, 
but yeah, we can get into the episode now. If you, <laughs> I usually don't do super long intros. I've been trying to just jump right into the episodes, but I did want to catch up a little bit. I skipped last week because I was recovering from all of the traveling, and I also was running around with some other stuff when I came back. So I just was like, we're not going to force myself to do the episode. And I'm glad because I was able to put a lot of time. I was able to do my research and pull all the bits and pieces together for this episode. So going back to happiness, we're going to talk about dopamine, which is known as the happiness hormone. So dopamine is responsible basically for allowing you to feel pleasure, to feel satisfaction and to feel motivation. Um, It's a neurotransmitter. So it's basically a chemical that transmits um, transmits messages throughout your body. It's produced in the brain, but it's also produced in other parts of the body as well. And sometimes it's also known as a feel good neurotransmitter. Like I said, the happiness hormone. And it plays a real important role in pleasure and reward system, which again, like I mentioned, satisfaction, pleasure, motivation. It motivates you to repeat certain behaviors. So if something spikes dopamine in your brain, it makes you want to repeat it, which is why most people will say that dopamine and like addictions are kind of like close. There's not scientific evidence that addictions come solely from dopamine release, but it does encourage the behavior of repeating whatever gave you that dopamine in the first place. You also get dopamine when you achieve something, when you feel really good and you achieved it, when you got a task done, it actually gives you a rush of dopamine in the brain. And it's literally known as a dopamine rush. So again, it's a flood of pleasure or a flood of satisfaction that comes in your brain when that chemical is released. You can get it from shopping, like buying something new or finding $20 on the floor. Like that's when dopamine is released. And again, it reinforces the like enjoyable sensation by linking the things that make you feel good with this desire to do them again so that you can feel good again. And some symptoms of having low levels of dopamine is you feel tired you can feel moody and you can feel unmotivated when you don't have a lot of it in your brain so you can get these rushes of dopamine like i mentioned in tons of different ways there's natural ways where you can get it and then there's also a lot of man-made ways where we can get dopamine easier these days i don't want to call them unnatural but i will i'm going to refer to them as unnatural ways that we basically get dopamine so People receive a hit of dopamine every time that you check your phone or you check social media. And I read a whole book on how to like detox from your phone and there was so much cool information in there about how phones are designed, just like these apps are all designed to keep you like hooked and on them. They are giving you hits of dopamine secretly like really small hits when things happen when you engage with something when you get a like a comment it conditions your brain to get hits of dopamine from follows and comments and likes but the coolest thing is oh my gosh I want to pitch it the way they pitched it in the book so this is one thing that I learned about social media that if you ever meet me at a bar I'm probably going to talk your ear off about it because it's like one of my favorite like party topics to talk about Thinking about scrolling. So the fact that apps use a scrolling method actually comes from another really addictive thing that science has shown releases dopamine. So when you're scrolling and scrolling, you don't know what's coming next. Technically, think about it. Like when you're on your phone, you're on TikTok. TikTok talks about it more like TikTok shows it more than it would be like as Instagram because most of the time Instagram it's people you follow but you don't know what you're going to see but for you page and all of that on TikTok and other apps you really don't know what you're going to see it's a little bit of a gamble because slot machines are designed in the exact same way that people don't know what they're going to get and that's what keeps them going because they'll put money in and they'll 
gamble and they'll like spin the machine or whatever game they're playing because they don't know what's coming. And that's what's giving them the dopamine is that there's possibly possibly something really good that's going to come up but you don't know and you have to keep scrolling to get to it you have to keep spinning the machine or putting money in and that's actually how gambling addictions are formed and social media apps use the same science that's used in gambling or same methods that people who design gambling machines use to keep people hooked because it's slowly releasing dopamine when you get something you like and then you just keep scrolling because you want something else that's going to give you that dopamine so like TikTok and Instagram, there's the two that I keep thinking of with scrolling, but I know there's tons of other apps. They're literally slot machines in your phone for your brain. There's other ways that we get dopamine as well. Most of it are is through external sources. One is alcohol. Another one could be a junk food or like a sugar, something that your brain is like really enjoying. Gossiping, which is really funny. Um, screen time in general and also attention. So a lot of people who kind of engage in like manipulative behavior, when they get like a rise out of somebody, it actually gives them a hit of dopamine. So most of the time when you label people as like toxic and you know, the behaviors associated with that when they're doing like mind games or like gaslighting in a way, when they gaslight and they get a rise out of you or like you don't, you go along with it, like you kind of play into their thing it gives them dopamine so that keeps up that crazy habit. So whenever you like admit they're right or whatever those behaviors are, they get something out of it. Isn't it crazy? Like humans kind of go out of their way to find dopamine or a lot of things people do are subconsciously driven by the fact that they're getting a dopamine release and they don't even know it. When we keep engaging in these types of habits or these external sources of dop dopamine, it conditions us to feel less satisfied and less fulfilled with the world around us because we're relying on an external source to bring us happiness rather than finding a more natural and sustainable way to boost your dopamine. So let's dive into ways that you can naturally boost or increase the dopamine in your body or give yourself a dopamine hit without it being something bad or addictive like what we were just talking about. So one really cool natural way that your body can give you dopamine is through cold exposure therapy. And it is literally what it sounds like. It's different variables of putting your body into a colder temperature, which I'll explain the science behind. But that can be uh, cold plunges, but it also could be cold showers. So doing like a short cold shower in your house. And some studies even show like 30 seconds of a cold shower blast at the end of your shower counts. Ice baths or even full cryotherapy sessions. And I'm pretty sure with cryotherapy, um, it might be everything I just spoke about, like a cold plunge is technically in the cryotherapy section. But I do know there's like sports recovery places that you can go to that they have cryo chambers and they have, um, I don't know the proper term, but you put your arm in them. They're like little sleeves and they pump it full of really cold air and it gives your muscles the benefits of like the cold exposure therapy. But there's tons of ways you can do it and you can literally do it for free in your home as well. You can use like an ice roller. There's very minimal ways that you can incorporate using the cold to give you a boost of dopamine. So during cold exposure, your body's initial response is to like constrict, like really constrict all your blood vessels, which conserves the heat and then directs the blood flow into your body's core. So this reaction also prompts the release of endorphins and misdopamine. So when the dopamine is released, it can provide feelings of euphoria and well-being. So literally when you have that cold on your skin, it makes your body contract and then it releases all those happy hormones. There's more science about this too, which is really cool. So there's also changes and your positive emotions like you'll have that euphoric feeling and you'll feel really good but it also can be linked to 
having a success or having an accomplishment about something, which earlier I mentioned, that's how your brain releases dopamine. So by self-regulating your body, by being in the cold exposure and being able to use your breath and just kind of like get through it, it's an accomplishment. It's like giving yourself a little sticker. And that's what releases dopamine as well. So besides the scientific fact that your body has a response to the cold, your brain also has a response to you getting through the cold, which gives you that like, I self-regulated, I did it. And you get that feeling of accomplishment, which releases more dopamine. So I put ice baths and cryotherapy as number one because I think it's a really easy way to add something into your life that's very natural. It's using a natural element and you can you can try ice rollers. You can, like I said, literally take a piece of ice and roll it on your face. You can dunk your head in cold water. You can do a little bit of cold after your shower. That's usually what I'll do. Um, and you can work your way up. So if you're new to it, start very slow. You don't have to go and jump in like a really cold body of water. You can just turn the shower to cold for 15 seconds and just ease into it. You can try it daily. You can try it every other day, but it's a cool thing that you can introduce into your regimen for free. That is going to increase your happiness on an everyday basis. Number two is going to sound a little bit self-explanatory because I was talking about how social media and screen time can give you like the bad hits of dopamine by doing activities that are so-called screenless, like screenless activities, that's actually going to help increase your dopamine through natural sources. I feel like I almost crave doing these things nowadays. So that would be making time for reading, making time to paint, journal. Um, I like to think of it as maybe like seasonal activities. So I get really excited in the fall because I can do all the little fall activities or schedule a a date night with yourself or with somebody else, um, which I mentioned a few episodes ago about the artist dates. So in the book, The Artist Way, there's two things that she recommends for getting your creativity back, for getting out of a rut, for getting yourself into like flow state, which is once a week um, going on an artist date. And an artist date is just doing something that lights you up that whenever you think about doing it, you're like, oh, I don't have time because of whatever you have going on in your life. You usually don't make time for it. That could be, let's say you used to paint when you were younger. It could be signing up to go to a paint and sip or let's say you used to read a certain type of book like fantasy and you don't do it anymore because you don't have time to read fantasy books. It's actively making time, whether it be a 15, 30 minute or an hour once a week just to do something that really lights you up. So that's what would be a screenless activity. Think about something that you used to enjoy as a kid or you used to enjoy at any time in your life that you don't prioritize anymore or you put it aside or maybe you have a stigma about it so you don't engage in it. That's the key. That's going to give you dopamine because it's something you enjoy. It's not on the phone. It's not artificial. It's something real. And on top of that, when you're doing something like painting, even though it's a mindless activity, the part of your brain that actively learns, your brain is designed to learn. It's designed to learn until you die. And it releases another hormone that's not dopamine. I can't pronounce it. It begins with an E. But... (laughs) Like I know my stuff, but sometimes I just like my pronunciation's really bad. I'll put it in the show notes if I remember it. But it releases another hormone that is basically released when you're learning, and that's what decreases aging in, in your brain. So when that hormone that begins with E that I cannot think of right now is released in the brain, it creates like you can't make new synapses in your brain. Like whenever those synapses like fall, like they're gone, but you can always make new ones. And people who are making new synapses, which basically to make a new synapse, you learn a new skill. So you could be doing a puzzle, you can be painting, you could be doing something where you're actively learning. That's going to keep your brain from aging, 
like aging in terms of like going into an older state and getting more susceptible to diseases such as dementia and Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, all of those come with when you're not using your brain. So besides the fact that these screenless activities increase dopamine, when you make time to work on a fun skill on the side, it helps you with your brain health. It helps you when you get older, your brain is going to be stronger. It won't. There's like tons of science on that too. I feel like I'm going to go down a rabbit hole, but doing activities where you're learning something or trying a new thing or something that you're intrigued by and you want to learn more about it, whether it be reading or a physical activity, it helps your brain in so many ways. It could be hiking. It could be taking a new hiking trail because you're learning in a way when you're going through a route that you don't know. Gardening, all of those things. Um, really good. Also, I mentioned the artist way. Um, I said the artist date, but there's also the morning pages. I ride or die for both of those. Journaling three pages of free writing in the morning those are the two things that this author wrote an entire book on. She gave so many examples. And in the first page of the book, she says, you don't have to do anything. You could ignore every example I give you, but it's a non-negotiable that you journal every morning and that once a week you take yourself out on an artist date. It can be in your own house. It can be outside of your house, but you're doing something that you enjoy. And I'm saying do something that's going to like have you learn. So yeah, to summarize, get off of the phone and try something for as small as 15 minutes a week that is an activity that you're interested in, something that you want to learn, or something that just lights you up. Go for it. It's going to increase your overall happiness. And again, every time that you release dopamine, like the more you do it on a weekly basis, the better you're going to feel. It's going to catalyst into you in your work, in your exercise, in all the areas in your life. So doing small things like this, they really build up. They, they have meaning. Number three on the list like a broken record movement movement babes it does so many wonderful things for your body your body was made to move and when it moves certain things are released that help you stay at optimal health brain health physical health so many benefits to moving whether that be walking going for a hike taking a workout class lifting pilates yoga any form of movement the more you incorporate it the healthier you're going to be inside and out there are studies done with humans, and there's a lot of studies done with animals as well that suggest that exercise can increase dopamine levels in the brain. So when you move and you have all those feel-good endorphins released, dopamine also is released as well. When you go up a hill and you get up the hill and you feel that sense of accomplishment, dopamine is released. So usually I feel like the cool thing is when you're moving, it releases these hormones, but you know how it is when you have a goal or you finally like lift a weight that you've always wanted to lift, or you notice your endurance got a little better. You get that sense of accomplishment, which therefore also gives you that dopamine release. So there's a two in one factor. Anytime that you're accomplishing something, you're going to get that release. So when you're doing it with a movement related activity to double whammy, Number four is getting an appropriate amount of sunlight. So evidence suggests that sun exposure can increase the density of dopamine receptors in certain areas of the brain. So like I said, we're using cold, we're using the sun, we're just going outside, we're doing natural things. Your body has all these chemicals and all this good stuff in it and it's so synced up and linked with the earth and well the sun's not part of the earth but you know what I mean, nature. So it's so cool that you can get all these things from just taking advantage of what we actually have in this world. So again, sunlight, just having a daily exposure to it, so many benefits. But I like to go outside, especially as we're going into this fall season and going into the winter, taking time to go outside for even five minutes in the morning and just like 
not stare into the sun, but just like put your face up towards the sun, like close your eyes, do your meditation outside, drink your coffee outside, just spend five to 10 minutes. You can bundle up as it gets colder. But even when it's not that nice of a day, like just getting yourself outside for a few minutes a day, literally our brain changes when you go outside. Like how cool is that? I was also going to put fresh air on the list, but I figured I can just talk about it under the sunshine topic. Just getting outside, getting into the sun, even if it's cloudy, the sun is still there. The the um, sky is so cool. I was actually reading a book the other day talking about this. I think I posted it on Instagram talking about the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. And they talk about the subconscious mind, like how we talk about the stars, that the stars are always there. Like at 2 p.m., the stars are right above you but you can't see them and we like to think they're separate like they come out at night because that's like what we see but the stars are always in the background and our subconscious mind is just like that it's always in the background always picking up information but we don't see it so I just thought it was a really cool comparison I think I might have posted it um it was from this cool book I was reading but if you want to learn more about that we can chat on Instagram but back to talking about the sky in general just getting outside that fresh air that sunshine combo it's elite it's it's healing. It's so healing. Like when you feel down and you just step outside, your body has a reaction with the ground and don't even get me started on grounding, just like standing in the grass, like just being connected with nature makes you feel so much better. So if you do want a natural dopamine boost in the morning, just drink your coffee outside for five minutes, close your eyes, look up at the sun and just like take it in for a few moments. It doesn't have to be a super long time wear your sunscreen it's all good but just getting that sunlight getting that fresh air can actually create more receptors in your brain and number five this is also a really cool topic um, working with your gut health and I also have an episode where I interviewed my friend Linda I believe it was a few episodes back if you want to dive more into the topic of how working with your gut health actually affects your brain and affects your happiness we dive into it pretty deep on that episode and she's a professional hypnotherapist and does clinical therapy so dive into that episode if you want to learn a little bit more about it but a lot of your hormones like serotonin and other neurotransmitters including dopamine are actually connected to the digestive system and sometimes produced in that area which is really cool which is earlier when I mentioned that dopamine is produced in your brain but it's also produced in other parts of the body it would be the digestive system and there's evidence that shows that probiotics help to restore gut health and like the healthier your gut is the better your body is at making these neurotransmitters so taking care of your gut health has a direct correlation on dopamine and how happy you feel and how accomplished and successful and motivated you feel has to do with your gut and again I want to reference that episode because I know we did talk a lot about it in that one but even things such as stress can upset your gut so the more everything's so connected everything's so holistic it's so cool that's why I do the thing I do and I try to look at everything from a holistic scope because if you're stressed out it's going to affect your gut health it's also going to affect your mood so all of these things line up and sometimes what you're eating your nutrition comes into gut health so there's so many different factors that literally line up with it but just to keep it short for this episode gut health is connected to how happy you feel and how much dopamine is released as well as other things such as serotonin i'm pretty sure it's over 90 percent of serotonin is actually like produced in your gut which is like a crazy statistic it is such a fascinating topic and if you want to do another deep dive into it i can totally do an episode more about it if you're if any of the things I spoke about kind of speak out to you about how stress is related to it, how our happiness is related to gut health, let me know because I would love to do a deep dive on it. But I think I'm going to cut it right here with all the gut health because I will go down a rabbit hole and we got a few more bullet points to get through. OK, moving on to number six, getting enough sleep. So 
And it, I know some of the stuff sounds repetitive. I'm like, go exercise, sleep. But let me tell you the science behind it because it's really cool. Studies have shown that basically a lack of sleep can disrupt the normal cycle of having a higher dopamine release in the morning. And it tapers your dopamine release in the evening, which again supports you having like a normal wakefulness and sleep, sleep pattern. So by making sure that you get enough sleep, it starts your morning off right, literally, because your body's releasing dopamine. There's a lot of reasons why sleep is awesome. <laughs> There's so many reasons why. It's just like an exercise when a lot of people think lifting weights and just exercising straight is what's going to give you results. When your body actually creates the bigger muscle mass, it repairs the body in your recovery, not when you're actually lifting the weights. So sleep is recovery for the entire human body all the internal and external functions of your body recovers when you're sleeping so trying because i know it's easy for me to just be like get your sleep and you might have a job that requires you to work these hours or you have a child that you have to take care of in the morning or a lot of different things i'm just saying the idea of making time to try and prioritize your sleep in whatever way that means to you is so important to increasing so many factors if you don't get a proper amount of sleep, your cortisol tends to be higher in the morning in general. And there can be times where if you're not sleeping well enough and then you wake up and you're rushing around and you're not eating properly, your cortisol can spike a little bit more and your dopamine is released at that time as well. So all these factors can affect your dopamine release and all these chemicals are running the show <laughs> in your body. They, they operate. They operate. <laughs> Remember that show as Moses Jones, the movie where like I, I think that's what I think of sometimes when I think of the human body. Like I think of like these little people running around <laughs> in my body. I'm like, they're running the show. They're doing, they're doing what they have to do. But what I meant was that in the morning, there's a lot of chemicals moving around in your body that are like helping you wake up and get into the rhythm of things. And when you have a better and a restful sleep, the good hormones and all the good chemicals are higher, you know, and that's what you want. So when you wake up really stressed, which is why I talk about morning routines and easing into your day and getting that night's sleep so that when you wake up, those good hormones are the ones that are like circulating and not the bad guys like spiking because a lot of things can spike them. So, and they trickle over into how you feel at work and how you interact with people and how your workouts go. So again, everything is holistic. Coming back to that point, case closed, like bring, drop the mic, so overall, just trying to have a restful sleep, whether that means setting up your evening for success, taking magnesium, reading a book before bed, trying to limit the screen time so you get a restful sleep, or just like putting an hour of TV aside so that you can get an extra hour of sleep, things like that. Just prioritizing your rest, prioritizing your sleep health, your sleep hygiene will help your body stay regulated with the amount of dopamine that it releases in the evening and the morning. And another way to add on to that would be trying to maybe go to sleep at the same time every night if it's possible. I mean, I know personally when I used to work at the gym, I would do three days a week where I was teaching literally 5 a.m. workout classes. So I had to be up <laughs> at 3 a.m. to get to my job and open the studio. And then other nights I was working evenings. So I didn't, I got to sleep in in the morning, but I was very dysregulated. The best that you can with whatever your schedule is, if you're a nurse, if you're doing anything like that, if you can have a few days a week where you can get your body into a cycle, it will help you have a restful sleep and wake up and kind of be regulated with what is releasing when. So the best of your ability. I don't I don't want to sound like I'm giving you blanket statements about things because I know the advice I give, I want it, you to apply it in an applicable way to your life. I don't want to be speaking like ignorantly and being like, go get your nine hours of sleep because I know. <laughs> but trying the best you can to prioritize a restful routine or trying to slowly 
go to bed around the same time or if you can control when you wake up instead something like that will help your body get into that rhythm and release what it needs to release for you to be at your best okay next topic it's one of it's really interesting i've done a lot of research in the past year or so about this more so than i have when i did all my certifications just because it's so interesting to me but number seven is limiting your alcohol consumption Alcohol is a molecule, a molecule <laughs> is a molecule, and it's also a depressant. So right off the bat, if something's a depressant, it's not helping you with your dopamine. But alcohol is weird because it's a molecule and it's different than a lot of other types of substances. It affects your brain differently, and it actually almost like tricks your brain because it starts to release dopamine, but then it like takes away your dopamine. So let me explain a little bit about alcohol because it's really fascinating. And disclaimer, like you can still drink. I'm not telling you not to drink, but I just want to inform you like when you drink a lot, this is what kind of happens in your brain and maybe why you're not feeling so great afterwards. Besides a hangover, I just mean like chemically what's happening in your brain. Okay. So when you drink initially, like you crack open your first beer, it boosts your dopamine levels. Like it actually does boost your dopamine levels. But then your brain starts to adapt to the dopamine with continued use. So it's going to produce less dopamine, reduces the number of dopamine receptors in your body overall, and then it increases your dopamine transporters, which carries away all the excess dopamine. So at first it's creating dopamine. So then something that creates dopamine, like we discussed, you want more of it. But the more that you have, it actually does the opposite and it starts to take away your dopamine, which you're like, what? And that's that's why people sometimes equate addictions with dopamine, because you're trying to get more dopamine, but it's actually taking away the dopamine from you the more you use it. So it is different. Alcohol is different than other substances or like pills and things like that. So alcohol does not prevent the reuptake of dopamine while other substances do that. So basically what happens is that your brain absorbs the dopamine that the alcohol creates, which is why you kind of want it more. Since the brain adapts to the sudden increase, like now you're getting all this dopamine because it's being absorbed into your brain because um, alcohol is a molecule. So now your brain is getting this sudden increase of the neurotransmitter by producing less dopamine because of the link to pleasure, it doesn't want you to stop so now you want more of it after a few drinks, even though your dopamine levels are starting to deplete. So now you're drinking more. And like I said, it's actually creating less. So your dopamine levels basically fall and then the euphoric buzz goes with it. But then your brain is looking to regain the feeling caused by the increased level of dopamine. So you compensate by drinking more. And then eventually, eventually, like if you drink a lot, um, you basically fully rely on alcohol to generate the dopamine release. So that's how like getting addicted to alcohol kind of starts. But it does when you drink a few drinks um, on a like a day basis, like I guess technically it would be binge drinking if you're drinking over like four or six, depending on what gender you are. But um, yeah, this is what happens in your body. You want to drink more because you feel good. But then the more you drink, it's actually literally not making you feel good. But your brain's like, what? That first drink made me feel so good. It's a crazy cycle. Alcohol is like a crazy thing. And then in actual alcoholics, the studies that they've done, dopamine levels in alcoholics are significantly below average, which explains why alcoholics continue to seek more and more alcohol to try to achieve that same pleasure. So it's crazy. The long term effects of drinking often just literally decreases the amount of dopamine that you have in your body. Not saying that everybody that drinks is an alcoholic, but truly when you drink often, it literally reduces the amount of dopamine that your body produces, which is why it's good, <laughs> I would say, to take breaks from it or 
limit your consumption every now and then just just thinking about it or having the awareness about it because the science of it is it literally gives you a dopamine hit and then you're trying to get more dopamine and it's doing the opposite it's a depressant it's making you feel worse I can do an episode on some of my favorite alternatives to alcohol at the moment um I have a drink every now and then I'm not like totally sober but I'm just I've learned about this and I've just also learned about other things with alcohol so I do try to limit my intake of it when I can and then when like a celebration happens like I will have some so I feel like that's what life is it's just like when people tell you to have cheat meals or not have them it's all up to you it's all up to your perception and I wouldn't say having one drink is going to ruin you or whatever but just being conscious of it um one thing oh my gosh I'm actually really excited to try it this isn't a plug it's never a plug I'm not (laughs) I'm not sponsored by a soul everything I buy is a cry for help I just buy so much (laughs) that's how I get my dopamine hit but um I love buying things to make mocktails but I like mocktails that have a purpose like when I don't drink you won't catch me just drinking like orange juice like I love to have some sort of adaptogen or something that's going to make me feel good but it's like a natural herb you know because I I think I used to use alcohol as a crutch to like be social so some of the things I love to buy are like adaptogens so they have different mushrooms like lion's mane or different herbs or different things that like calm you down love it one thing I just bought and I'm actually so excited about you know the recess drinks so they're like CBD drinks and then some of them don't have CBD in it but they have things like L-thionine in it and GABA like things that calm you down and relax you I like to make little bedtime mocktails with them they just came out with a series of um, I literally just got them so I feel like they're on the brain a series of like fake mocktail flavors so they have like a mojito and like a margarita and like a mule but they're non-alcoholic but they have adaptogens in it for benefits because sometimes I'm like I don't if I'm not drinking I don't want to have like a fake margarita with nothing in it like I would rather have juice truly at that point but like if it has an adaptogen in it and it's giving me that little, like little taste and I feel good with it, then I'm like, huh. So they're really good. I'm enjoying them so much at the moment. I've also been liking the Kin, kin Euphoric drinks. Um, they're a little bit more expensive and the cans are so tiny. So sometimes I'm just like, girl, why? <laughs> like $5 a can and they're kind of small. But they have one that is like a fake rosé. It's called Bloom, the flavor so good it tastes like strawberries I also don't like fake alcohol that like literally tastes like alcohol like these drinks taste good they don't taste like they have like something burning in it so but they have the flavor of maybe like an alcoholic drink so I enjoy it like the fake rosé one tastes like strawberries but it has like I don't know it feels like wine but it's also good and doesn't have that sting so I enjoy it um and then she also has one that's like a fake spritz if you like bitters I don't know if it's for me but they (laughs) It's a little bitter, but it's good. And it gives you this feeling. I actually had it before the Noah Khan concert because I was driving and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to like have a little something. So I tried it. It literally warms you up. Like it has this herb in it that makes you feel warm inside. Oh my gosh. So cool. So the world of adaptogen drinks are so awesome. I have tons of other recommendations. Like I love making my own drinks without buying like a canned brand, but there's so many cool things out there. And I have been experimenting with just like using them in social settings. And I have been liking them because they do something for you. They make you feel good, but it's not like something that my body is going to get addicted to in terms of like dopamine hits. Like it's, so nice so I do have suggestions DM me if you want to know them I'm thinking of making an Instagram highlight as well of like all my favorites but yeah the recess ones are really cool because it's like the margarita flavoring and then like you get all these amazing benefits for your body and then you're not actually drinking so it's kind of cool 
Not sponsored again. I just spend way too much. <laughs> but I'll link some below. I'll link some of my favorites below if you want to check them out. But moving on to our next bullet point. We have two left. We're almost there. So number eight is my nutrition bullet point. So I have like a little title for it, but I'm going to go into some other stuff as well. But number eight, I put to focus on more protein and less processed foods in general, like the scope. I'm all about having a balance of things you enjoy. So, but let me tell you a little bit about the science. So focusing on more protein in your diet, um, it's made up of amino acids, which one of them is called tyrosine. So it's vital in the production of dopamine. So when you eat foods that have amino acids in it, or all of them at least, like the essential ones, you're going to get tyrosine. And eating a balanced diet with plenty of protein from foods you know, the drill, like turkey, eggs, beef, legumes, soy, dairy, they help ensure that your body basically has what it needs to maintain the dopamine levels. So you're giving yourselves these like hits, you know, naturally by different things that are increasing your dopamine. But then it goes back to that holistic stuff I keep talking about. It goes back to what you're eating. If you're eating a proper amount of protein, you're giving your body what it needs to maintain these levels in your brain. The amino acids in your brain are holding it in there, you know? So when you're not eating the right way, it's almost like throwing your work out the window. It's like going to the gym, but not fueling your body properly afterwards. So food does play a role in your dopamine as all. Processed foods and foods, people who have a diet with heavy saturated fat, it's been shown like saturated fat is a disruptor with dopamine signaling. So saturated fat you can have, like coconut oil is technically a saturated fat, but it's if you're doing a very high fat diet, like you're not getting enough protein, you're eating tons of saturated fat, that fat, since hormones are also fat-based, it disrupts the signaling of dopamine in the body and the brain. And again, that's like really extremes, but I'm just saying like focusing on a diet where you're getting proteins, fats, and carbs in the proper amount is gonna help your body in the long run maintain and run like a well-oiled machine in general. So when you tilt the scales and you have way too much protein or way too much fat or way too much carbs, of course there's going to be some sort of something wrong in the body with it. So just focusing on eating a good amount of everything and prioritizing your protein, it's going to be really good for your brain health, for your body health, and all that jazz. Okay, we made it to our last point, number nine, vitamins and minerals. So just like our macronutrients like protein and carbs that we were just talking about, vitamins and minerals are also important because those vitamins and minerals help with dopamine as well. So your body needs adequate amounts of several different vitamins to create dopamine. Some of those vitamins, which is funny enough, because remember the episode I did about supplements, which I think I did two or three episodes ago? Some of those bad boys are on this list as well. So iron and B6, which I was talking about in that episode, are some of the things that your body actually needs to help create dopamine. So if you're low on iron, it's harder for your body to create them. The same thing with B6. There's other minerals as well. But if your blood work shows that you're deficient in necessary vitamins, your doctor might advise you to take supplements. I don't want to be the one that's telling you to take all these supplements. So I always suggest like when you go to the doctor to do your blood work and see if you're deficient in them. Or if you want to listen to my supplement episode, I talk more about it. I feel like I'm not plugging these episodes like I actually do have a good amount of information in them. So if you are curious, I go into some symptoms um, that would tell you if you're like possibly 
deficient or maybe looking to that area with certain things. So if you're feeling like sluggish in certain areas, it might mean this. Or if you're feeling this way, it might mean that. So if you want to learn more about ways that you can fuel your body with vitamins and minerals, um, I also talk about how you can get them through food. So you don't actually have to go out and buy these supplements. You can just try to get more natural foods into your diet. Because like I said with the sunshine earlier, the earth supplies everything we need. It truly does. So check out that episode on supplements if you want to learn a little bit more about them. But just know like things like iron and B6, we need them to create dopamine. So literally taking <laughs> eating food and taking iron, like it correlates to your happiness. Everything is okay. It was killing me when I was talking about that hormone that began with E. And I, like, I knew I knew it. And I Googled the pronunciation because it was killing me. Epithalamine. That's the, that's the hormone that's released when you're learning things. So I was talking about that when I was telling you about maybe going into some screenless activities, but guess what? I also wanted to mention this in the sleep section, but I didn't research anything. I just kind of like spoke this episode, but when you're sleeping, your body actually creates and releases epithalamine. So when you wake up in the morning, when you have a good night's sleep and you prepare yourself for a really nice sleep at night, epithalamine is released and your body is more equipped to retain information the next day so that's why kids who like don't sleep well enough they have trouble retaining things or they can't remember things because it affects your memory so when you sleep not only does it help with the dopamine levels but you also release epithalamine which i won't stop saying now i'll never stop saying it so i never forget it again but i wanted to add that in at the end i was going to go back and edit the episode but i can't lie i did not want to so we just put it in at the end epithalamine we're learning all about the hormones, all about the things that your body releases. It's it's crazy. It knows when to release things to do functions. Like, our body is so cool. Okay, I left it at nine things this week. I feel like I could have done, like, more, but sometimes I'm like, let's just stop with the single digits. Let's, for my, my sake and yours, let's just keep it at single digits. This week, I am going to release a meditation. So, I'm releasing this episode Tuesday. Meditation should be up Thursday. It's a meditation that helps with dopamine release because we're going to go into gratitude in your mind and visualization to help you feel the feelings that you would feel when you're getting dopamine released. So I was going to talk about meditation in this episode, but I didn't want to, <laughs> that's another rabbit hole, but these are more science back things that I wanted to talk about, like very specific about like sleep and vitamins and all that jazz. I, I said that a lot of times in this episode. That could be the phrase of the day. But we're going to put up that episode about the meditation. It should be short. I like to keep the meditations under 15 minutes so that they're bite-sized and you can digest them. They're for all levels. So it should be up on this page on my podcast Thursday. So it's a dopamine boosting meditation. So if you're interested in that, stay tuned. I'll post it on my Instagram when it's up. Or you can follow the show so that you get notified when it releases. But that is all for me. Um... Just like at the end of a yoga class, the only other advertisement I have for the next seven weeks on Sundays on my Instagram, which is Happy Holistic Hippie, I'm going to be doing a Chakra Series yoga class. So every Sunday at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. Today is October 10th. So the next seven Sundays, we're going to work our way up from the root chakra all the way up to the crown chakra. We're going to do a full yoga class. So it'll be a Sunday morning flow and it's going to be IG live so it's free so feel free to jump on and I'll also give you other ways that you can help rebalance your chakra that we're talking about that week whether it be journaling prompts or different resources that I have saved so I'm going to give those out during that class so feel free to come every Sunday 9 30 Eastern Standard Time this week we're going to focus on our root chakra and it should be really fun so otherwise I will see you Thursday when I put up the meditation for dopamine Feel free to DM me anything that you love about this episode. 
I was going to say hate, but don't do that, please. Anything you like or anything you want to talk about or questions, if you have an idea episode, all that jazz. Happy hippie. (laughs) Happy holistic hippie on Instagram. That's who you should contact. Anyway, I hope you have a beautiful day and we will see you soon.